Friday. This morning we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 5, uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. You hear me say this all the time, you know, but this is like one of my favorite stories, right? One of my favorite passages. And it's because so many things. It's so applicable to our lives, and 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 we've looked at, at at who we are and whose we are many times through many different passages, uh, and and you're probably getting tired of that, but yet here we are again. You know, I I don't well I do know why it's because we never change, okay, and and and. We put on our, our pretty church clothes and we show up to church and all these great things and all we're doing is covering up a leaky, rusty, rotten vessel. Guys, I want you to know that today we need to allow ourselves to see who we truly are. Until we see who we truly are and call a spade a spade and and uh, uh, evaluate our lives and ask for forgiveness and guidance. You see? Oh, I want to take that back. I ain't going to. Yeah. When we look at, at, at stories in God's Word, okay, we see the, the adulterous woman, right? And we're like, oh boy, the, you know, God stood through His Son Jesus in front of an adulterous woman and He saved her life. But we forget what He said. He said, get up and sin no more. Hello? She got healing and guidance. You understand? That's what repentance is. But we, have, we have a lot of folks who say, I'm sorry, but never repent. Because repentance, you receive guidance through repentance. You got a lot of people who say, I'm sorry. And, and a lot of you are going to get upset today because I'm going to say this church or a lot of people, and, and I mean the church, okay? And this church is included, okay? I want you to know that, uh, You know, you already know we had a funeral this week, right? We got another one today. Life's real, amen? Pinch yourself. It hurts. Life's real. Death is too. We got to remember that. We got to remember that life is absolutely real. But one day we're all going to die. I want you to be the best who you are here. So you can be better when you leave here. Do you understand? Because that's what matters. And my wife's gonna laugh, but my favorite movie of all time is Lonesome Dove. It is. Okay? You may not agree with me, but your movie's second best. Okay? We can do quotes all day. Because it's truth. And it defines what a friend really should be. And when a man gives his word, that's who he's supposed to be. 
okay? That's what the move is about. Young people, if you ain't never watched it, we can come to Brother Jeremy's and have a marathon. To quote Augustus McCray, I wanted to name my son Augustus, by the way. He wouldn't let me. To quote Augustus McCray in what he told to Captain Woodrow F. Call, he said, Woodrow, it ain't dying that I'm talking about. It's living. I want you to know something today. We need to quit thinking about dying and start focusing on living. Because let me tell you a secret. When you die, if you got Jesus, it just gets better for you. A lot of us that focus on dying ain't looking forward to what happens when we die. Quit focusing on dying. And let's start talking about living. I want you to know this morning, people are watching you. And you have to understand what they see is very, very important. Stay with me because God's Word says that I don't. Luke chapter 5. Please stand with me this morning. We'll begin reading in verse 17. God's Word says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Praise God. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tile in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Here's the kicker. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Pray with me. We love you, God. We thank you. We pray you'd reveal to each and every one of us who we are called to be this morning. I ask that you would speak through me, speak truth through me. God, help me to preach in a in a way that it that is that is that is that is that is honoring to you. God, I love you and I thank you. Bless us this morning. I pray that you would crush our pride, reveal to us where we fall short, and show us how we can be better through you. We love you and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, everyone says. Amen. Be seated. First point this morning, I was talking to the deacons for church this morning, and I told them my first point, and one of them said, You brave, preacher. Well, I, I guess. Don't be a Pharisee. That rhymes, don't. Don't be a Pharisee. That could be a song, Brother Shane, you going to write that far? Beating on the box. Don't be a Pharisee. That'd be good. That's catchy, huh? You're going to be singing that all week and come back. And, and, and you don't even know, you're just reminding yourself, don't be sinful. We always look at this. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long week, man. 
We always look at this passage and all we see is the miracle of the healed man. I mean, that's what I've seen my entire life. And, and, and I'll tell you what brought this passage, this message on. My wife sent me a picture. I, I don't have my phone or I'd pull it up and read it for you. And I said, you know what? I got to read that. And when I did, I was like, holy my I've never seen what I think I'm supposed to do. We miss some of the best points from the entire passage because all we see is the healing. We don't see what caused the healing. You follow? You stay with me. The first thing we miss is the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. The first thing in the passage. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They were the church people. They were the religious folk. You can call it that. They were present and sitting and listening to Jesus. First thing that upsets me. The crippled man couldn't get to Jesus because church people wouldn't get out of the way. Hello? I'm not going to preach on that. I just have to say it. The church folks was listening to Jesus teach. Amen? Boy, they was... Can you imagine? Just look at that. He's looking at me smiling. I'm sorry. says you ain't got real friends until they do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus. Amen. I'm done. I said, you know, sweetheart, i got to read that passage. You know, anyway, that's where we are. So they were sitting listening to Jesus and He was teaching. Why the church folk was there listening to Jesus is debatable. We're not going into that. But yet they were there. Praise God they, 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 they heard Jesus' message. Some very determined guys, okay, wanted to get their buddies to Jesus because they knew Jesus had the power to heal him. So they sitting there and and, and and can you imagine now some people say they tore a hole in the roof. Some people say they, they you know they did what they had to do. Some people say it wasn't neat the roof just had joists in it and they just passed him down through the hole. I don't care. They let him down through the ceiling. You understand? They were persistent. They brought their buddy, passed him down through the roof. Miracle in itself. We're going to get to that in a minute. After that, Jesus healed him. And the religious folks began to think. Verse 21. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Now, we're going to sit here for a minute. They just watched the crippled man get passed down through a seat. His sins be forgiven. And they got legalism. 
Who does he think he is? God? Uh, yeah, he kind of was. Just ask him, he told you. And if you didn't believe his teaching, you weren't would have been there to start with. Do you follow me? They were sitting there listening to the teacher because they believed what he was saying. It wasn't until they got something hung in their crawl that it aggravated them. And they said, who does this fella think he is? They completely missed this guy, Christmas. From birth, whatever you imagine what he had, okay? No matter. Being snatched from death and hell and the grave. And they said, You know, we'll get to you after a while. Who are you? Now, I want you to understand that the teachers of the law and the Pharisees had been taught the law their entire life. Do you realize the law foretold Jesus Christ coming in the flesh? They just skipped over that part. Had to. They just wanted to pick what they could apply to their life. Church folks. Hey, this is good with me, huh? Let's just let's just apply what we want to apply, okay? So they got a guy that's crippled, and Jesus Christ just healed him from hell. And these guys knew Jesus was coming, and they chose to be selfish and think in their mind, "Who are you?" And Jesus said, "You don't have to say nothing because it's writ all over your face." And folks, let me tell you. You don't ever have to say it because most of the time it's written on your face. You see, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law showed up to church and rotten vessels were pretty close. They were fake. You can call it what you want, call it hypocrite, call it fake. They needed Jesus. Praise God they were there and saw Jesus. Because at the end of this passage, I want you to know that everybody there said, Praise God, this is Jesus. And they gave God the credit. You see, the difference in those Pharisees and the Pharisees of today will get up and leave mad at the messenger because he spoke truth but we'll never apply what God's Word says because we're, we're, we're too set on, on, on making it say what we want it to say. We, we get too ignorant sometimes and ignore the miracles of God that go on around us because it doesn't apply to us. Church, let me tell you something. Jesus is real. He's living. And you better let that apply. Don't be a Pharisee. This morning. Second point, my favorite. Jesus is watching. I like this. I want you to hear the verbiage in verse 20. This is something I overlooked. 
from reading this, you know, getting stories of the kid, and, and you know what I mean? Just, just. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friends, your sins are forgiven. Now, the verbiage is very interesting because, because it makes me want to think that Jesus looks at, at, at not the faith of the cripple, but the faith of his friend. And you know what? That's exactly what we need to look at. Because Jesus said, by their faith, you're healed. Now, he said, brother Jimmy, you reach it. Just stay with it. His friends come passing him down through the roof. The crowd was too thick with the church folks. God couldn't do his business, so they got in there. Anyway. That's faith. Jesus saw the faith of the friend and instantly forgave the man. Guys, Jesus is always watching. I want you to understand it. If you gather nothing else, Jesus is always watching you and he sees your faith. Or lack thereof. He's always watching. Because the scripture says on the third day he come out of the grave and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. So if he came out of the grave and nobody packed him, that means he's got to be living. So if he's living sitting behind beside God, that means he's watching. You know what else he's doing? He's whispering in God's ear for you and for me. He's interceding. He's speaking to his Father on behalf of us. Now let me tell you something. Jesus is watching. What is he telling the Father? Hello. Follow me. I want you to know that the friend's faith had its part in healing their friend. I think that's pretty evident. James chapter 5, verse 15. God's Word says this, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Now I'm going to get this out of the way before you, before you get up from upset and leave. I'm not saying that your lack of faith is the reason your loved one's still sick. That ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need faith. And you need to pray on your faith. And you say, Brother Jeremy, I have prayed and I 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 prayed. What do I do now? Keep praying! Why stop? Because if you have faith, you won't stop. You say, Brother Jeremy, what if it don't happen? You know, and you're going to look at me and maybe you're sitting here struggling with believing in God this morning. But I want to tell you something. If your prayer isn't answered, it's not because of your lack of faith sometimes. Sometimes it is. But sometimes you have to understand that that ain't God's plan. That's hard. Hard to understand that. Hard to understand that people get hurt. Accidents happen. Bad things happen to all people. I want you to understand this morning that Jesus is watching. This is to encourage you. 
He's watching the good. He's watching the bad. He's watching the right. He's watching the wrong. Let me tell you a secret. When you get too tired to walk and you got faith, you just fall down because Jesus ain't going to let you hit the dirt. He's going to pick you up and He's going to keep carrying you. And let me tell you something. If you have faith and you have lived your faith to your friends, your friends aren't going to let you fall because of their faith in Jesus. They're going to grab you before you hit the ground. Church, I want you to know Jesus is watching and everybody else is too. That's the hard thing. That's what's hard. Guys, we have to stop being like the Pharisees and start being like the friends. And I want to tell you something this morning. If you're like the Pharisees, the church folk, your prayer ain't reaching the sea. I love you enough to tell you the truth. If you got faith in you, and your own self-righteousness, your prayer ain't hitting the roof of this church. When you put your faith in Christ and touch your dying friend who's crippled, who needs Jesus through whatever you got to to get them to the feet of Jesus, that's faith. Don't give up. They did You see, here's the outlook that the friends have. What do we have to lose? You know, maybe we drop him through the roof. Then Jesus is more apt to eat him because he's really going to be that What do we have to lose? Okay? The least we do is see Jesus face to face. What do we have to lose? Guys, I want to tell you something this morning. What do you have to lose in growing and living your faith? Friend? Let me tell you something. If, if they're not your friend because you find Jesus, they wasn't your friend to talk to. I had to learn that because I lost a bunch of them. Guys, I want you to understand something. You have to live in faith. What do you have to do? What you got Hey, your buddy's might drop you. You more have to get him. I know that's funny. At the end of the day, whatever it takes to get to Jesus, man, you don't have nothing to lose but your faith. You like the Pharisees. Christ sees your faithless heart. Or maybe you're like the friend. Letting your faith die. Christ sees faith. Or maybe you're like the guy laying on the mat crippled from birth saying, Guys, thank you. Whatever you got to do, I'm with you. Because you know what? The crippled friend didn't have a choice. What's he going to do? Fight back? Now, now, don't take that offensively, okay? He didn't have a choice. He said, you, we, we, you going. Right? 
and I can imagine the friend is sitting there and, and tears running out of his eyes and, and he's looking at his friend laying on this mat and, 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 and he sees their face. And, 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 and when Jesus speaks that sweet voice and he says, Sir, my friend, because of their faith, you are forgiven. Can you imagine what he felt? Now here's what I want you to really see in this passage. Jesus healed him spiritually by their faith because that's what matters. Now I want to direct you in your prayer life. Maybe we're praying for the wrong thing. Maybe we're praying for physical healing when folks need spiritual healing. Jesus healed him spiritually. Then when the, the church folks started thinking, who is this fella? Jesus said, what's easier? For me to heal him from going to hell or me to say, get up and walk? So you know what he did? He said, son, you're forgiven, but get up and walk home. He healed him spiritually. Then to prove a point, he healed him physically. And you know why it all started? Because a few buddies had faith. And brought him to Jesus no matter what it was. I'm going to close with this this morning. And I have asked this question in this church. Till I'm purple in my face. Who are you? Who are you? Alright, now I'm going to preach for you. I might get upset and that's okay. Your fruit tells me exactly who you are. you got to be honest with yourself. I'm going to tell you, 99% of the people around you know who you are already. You are the one that's fooling yourself and refuse to admit who you are. We already know. So does Jesus because He's been watching. Today is today. To stop fighting. Today is the day to stop thinking about dying. There's three people here today. There's a cripple back. He's just here for the ride. His buddies brought him. And, and, and his buddies are like, man, this preacher is crazy, right? I hate to see him out of church because he's got to be out of his mind. Okay? But, but my buddy brought me here this morning to hear this preacher raise his voice and crack jokes about faith and eternal life and a man named Jesus. Maybe you are the cripple this morning. And you've been crippled your entire life. You need healing. Today's the day to get Not tomorrow. Not next week. Today. Maybe you're the friend. Maybe you're sitting back there wishing and hoping and praying that people will listen to this message. And, and and hear God's word. Keep praying on faith. Keep living your faith. Because you'll probably be the only Bible of Jesus somebody ever sees. That's why it's important to need your faith. Oh, there's the third person. There's the Pharisee. There's the church person. That's the person who says 
do as I say, not as I do. That's the way we live our life. I'm okay, but you do what I say. I want to extend something to you this morning. God don't like it. And if we're in God's house, we might as well do what God wants us to do and stop doing what you want to do. You know what? This ain't Shane's house, Jeremy's house, or Amanda's house, or David's house, or Ryan's house. This is God's house. A very long time ago, people started putting their will in front of God's will. Now let me ask you a question. If I come up in your house and started telling you, no, 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 you shouldn't have, uh-uh, no. You're going to do what I tell you to How long do you reckon that lasts? How long do y'all reckon it lasts if I come in your house and said, no, 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 uh-uh. No, you sleeping here tonight. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Let me tell you something. You'd jump on me and pour something on me so water wouldn't get off. Now be honest with yourself. We'll come to God's house and do that. But you better not come to my house and do that. How do you think God feels about you? Be honest with yourself. Challenge yourself. Who are you this morning? Are you standing at the door, blocking it, where the faithful friends can't get the cripple to Jesus? I love you. And I'm going to be straight with you. I want you to get out the door. We love you. But we'd love for you to come to know Jesus. So whatever it is this morning, I pray that you'd allow God to speak to you. Father, we love you. We ask you to be with us this morning. We ask you to open our hearts, God. I ask you to convict our hearts, Father. Father, I know, I know, I know there are Pharisees in this place today. I know there are friends that are full of faith in this place today. I know there are, there are people here who need healing today. And Father, what I ask today is I ask that, the, that God, that you would convict the faithful friends to start living their faith out loud. To start, to start reaching uh, across, across lines that have never been crossed. God, reaching and, and pulling the friends that are crippled to the cross. I pray this morning that the church folks would see the miracle of Jesus taking place and be overjoyed to the point they ask that the gift. God, what's amazing to me about this story, they passed him through the roof. He received healing from faith, spiritually and physically. And then everybody present gave glory to God. I pray this morning we could see the miracle, know what's happening, and all collectively give glory to God. Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. He's why we're here. Bless us this day. Have your will in your way, God. I ask you to pull your love and spirit and grace and mercy out on us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.